Launch TV. I am Elsa Garcia, Garcia with a Y, huh? and here I'll be sharing with you some anecdotic slices of life that in retrospect tend to make me laugh, either at my own innocence or because they were actually juicy and funny, though that was not always the case when the event was unfolding. It seems to me that this trip of ours has a penchant for bumpy roads, and I find that laughing can make my journey more agreeable, so I try to laugh as much as possible, and if not on the occasion itself, well, at least when I look back. I believe the year is 2004. I am living in Milano. Yeah, Milano. What a blast! I have my first monolocalissimo in Via Piranesi. To be more precise, Via Giovanni Battista Piranesi. How cool is that, right? I mean, one straight line from Linate to San Babila. I have my monolocalissimo in an amazing location. And I get to tell people that I live in Milano. It feels so cool to say it. It feels so cool to live in Milano. And everybody wants to pay a visit, of course. But before I go any further, though, you must know that monolocale means studio in Italian. And for the sake of clear communication, the language nerd in me feels the need to say that when issimo is added to an adjective, we have a superlative. So, in that case, it could be said that monolocalissimo was the best studio. But then, she also feels the need to tell you that mono is a word-forming element from Greek origin, monos, which meant, on a very positive note, unique, for instance, and which developed into meaning one, just simply one. So, when I decided to baptize my gorgeous apartment in Via Piranesi as my monolocalissimo, I was not exactly trying to express uniqueness, though it wouldn't be a lie. I was focusing on the one element. It was by far not the best studio of the city, but I am pretty sure, on the other hand, that if there had been a contest, it could have certainly won the prize of the smallest studio ever. It was so one that I could stand with one foot in the bathroom, one in the hallway slash bedroom slash living room slash dining room slash kitchen, and extend my other arm to the hallway of the building and almost touch the elevator. And mind you, I am not that tall, remember? I am merely two centimeters taller than Kylie Minogue, as I've told you before. So, like that, you have an idea of how mono it was and how isimo it was. But hey, with a big heart, every place can be an Harry Potter tent. Small from the outside and big from the inside. And we, yes, I, I said it again, we. There was two of us living there and, uh, yeah, privacy was only possible by locking oneself up in the bathroom. The dark green and bright yellow bathroom. So, I was saying, we managed to welcome many friends in that monolocalissimo. We welcomed friends who were en route with an interrail, friends doing Erasmus close by, family, and we even had a friend crashing for some weeks, together with her moving boxes, while she was in between houses. I know, right? I mean, magic was done in that place. But it was dangerous at times too, I must confess. One time I almost crushed someone's ribs. I stayed in that night, they all came back late, 
And I woke up in the morning not knowing what the floor mosaic was looking like. If memory doesn't fail, there were four extra people decorating the floor at that time. And getting up in the dark in the morning, well, I stood up on one of those mosaics. In that period, I had a temporary full-time weekend job to sustain my costs of a full-time week studies. And that's where I was heading on that Saturday morning after almost crushing those ribs. Sometime after that, though, the situation improved, depending, of course, on what one considers improvement, and work started to mean a long ride on the red and green metro lines, all the way out of town, to be comfortably seated in an office, answering the phone the whole day, and failing to explain to people that this company does not make parts, it makes computers. It is your problem if you bought a computer from us, and now the carrosseria is broken. So... Now, I have a respectable office in a very big company that sells computers. At first, it was even more glamorous because the offices were in Zona Porta Venezia. But then, well, then I was granted with much more time to read in the metro every day. It was the life. The overcrowded metro, the phone ringing non-stop, all those angry clients. Ah, so many memories. And the only place to take a break from all of it the bathroom. It was always the place to find some peaceful alone time in those days. Same as at home in the Mono Localissimo, but in more sober colors, I must say. Dark brown walls and white everything else, including uh, a white bidet. Yeah, you guessed, there was a bidet. And let me tell you, for probably cultural reasons, which are impossible for me to understand at the distance of so many years of, say, Dutchification, back then I found it perfectly normal. Southern European countries use bidets. Every house has at least one. And I think in the 90s, only festivals, bars and discos did not offer one, at least in the Portugal I remember. Restaurants and offices most certainly had one. So having a bidet at the ladies at the office in Milano was perfectly normal to me and to all other ladies there too. Yes, complete discrimination against the men if you ask me. I agree. But that is another story. It was as normal to have them as it was obvious one was never going to use them. Like, never. Nobody in their right minds would ever, ever, ever use such an old-fashioned commodity in a public place. But its existence was not questioned somehow. Until one day, a very thoughtful man noticed it. My office was, how can I say this, uh, populated by very special creatures and by very generous and caring men, I would even dare say. Yes, there were mostly men working there. Talk about cliches. And my direct manager was going all the way to show his appreciation for his team's general well-being and to show his special attention towards his very, very few and precious female colleagues. Five against thirty or so. His desk was right behind mine, but he always saved my voice for the costumers. He always emailed me, a man ahead of his time.
He would barely even join the team for lunch outside. He was very considerate in that way. He always gave us space away from him. And mind you, it was really selfless to do so, as there was only one restaurant in the area, and he always had to ride his huge and heavy motorbike back home to have a homemade meal instead. I mean, he never once defended us against the dreamer we had as a big boss who with his dreamy decisions always made our customers angrier and angrier on the phone and so many more examples i forget but there was one that is unforgettable to say the least he was a true delight and one day he emailed all his dear female colleagues he had noticed an important detail that was missing and no it was not the b-day for the man For that detail that was missing, he needed our treasured opinion. And mind you, it was so treasured that he never had asked for it before. He now dared to ask us for our opinion. He needed our special attention on a very important matter. It was a detail, but a very important one, and he could not deal without our opinion. I mean, such a busy man, and he was still finding time for the small things, for the details. It was very special and very considerate. And why not ask the man too? Well, he had ordered a very special soap. I get emotional to the date thinking about it. It was a soap that was exclusively for bidet users. We were all so touched with this special attention, with this deference that we reacted in the only way we could to honor such sympathy we all gave him our most deeply felt silence and yeah if you were wondering if the monolocalissimo had space for a bidet too well obviously bright yellow no less to Random Tranche de Vie. I wish your day continues with a smile and to meet you here again next time for other random slices of life.